On this week's episode of The Fizz, you have the Fizz men talking about what it was like to walk around Greektown and capture content before the Detroit Lions took on the Atlanta Falcons at Ford Field this week. After that, we talk about the Lions game and how they took care of business versus Atlanta at home. Then we break down the rest of the NFL in a shorter episode for you guys on this Monday. But before we get into all of that, I want you guys to hear this very seductive and sultry ad from our main sponsor the best rtd made in michigan vosa give it a listen guys hear that that's vodka water by vosa no bubbles no problem just water premium vodka natural fruit juice and flavors in a can the perfect beverage for any summer occasion made in michigan for michigan at vosa spirits Welcome to episode 117 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We are here on Sunday evening at the tail end of the 4 o'clock games. I got the main men with me. Ice Cold Brew Lou, how we doing? Doing good, baby. Great Lions victory today. Awesome buzzing around Greektown. What a fucking win. Go Lions. And Channy Football. Feels good to be 2-1, and one, nice bounce back. Go 1-1 one and one in your barn and get ready for the road. Absolutely. Today, I feel like the theme song is just taking care of business. That's right. Taking care of business. It was not the prettiest win in the world. wasn't ugly either. It was just kind of a forgettable game that the better team won at home, I felt like. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the thing about it is we could be mad about last week. We can be disappointed about last week. But if you would have told us at the start of the season we're 2-1, and one, Going into Lambeau week four, I think all three of us sign off on it. Yeah, absolutely. We probably just expect to flip that Seattle and that Kansas City game. Exactly. Like we've been saying this whole time. 100%. We, hey, and we were harping on getting no pressure, no sacks last podcast. And would we do this today? Four or five sacks. Four or five sacks, yeah. Yep. I know Hutch had two. Yep. Um, the guy we didn't know got one. Campbell got one at the end Barnes of the half. got one. Yep, Barnes yep. got one. Yeah, so yep. the pressure was there, which was nice to see. Um, just... I just I, you can't figure out the NFL from week to week. Just a like, dominating game. We only gave up three points each half. Came to play on defense. Offense scored when we needed them to. Pretty pretty easy win, I want to say, for the most part. It's pretty good. But before we do the game, let's talk about the game before the game. Okay, of course. Yeah. So me and Lou downtown today. Uh, we got the video coming out. Probably Mike's producer Mike's working on it like right now. So we'll have that Sunday night. So you guys probably already seen it by the time you're listening to this. I'm um, trying to line up all like what comes out when yeah. and what we're doing. Uh, but me and Lou hit hit Greek Town today with producer Mike. Gotta say, like arguably the nicest day of the year. Oh, dude, it was beautiful out. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was almost like, and it was a little cooler than the first tailgate, so we weren't like sweating our bags off yeah. out there. Nice breeze. Uh, it was a nice little switch up from Eastern Market. We, you know, we said we didn't see as many of the costumes and like the full tailgate blowout. It was a little bit more like on the run, but the interviews were out of this world on this one. There were some people out in space, some guys wearing boots, some people were just fried. (laughs) There was was kind of the collection, the collection of all of it. I mean, we had conspiracy theorists, we had uh, Browns fans, we had Atlanta fans, we had guys selling drugs out of the back of dumpsters and alleys. Um, It was just fucking wild. We had guys really dedicated to their parking jobs, guys who said they drink no matter what (laughs) when they're on their job. just an eclectic group out, out in the city of Detroit for every tailgate. Absolutely. Some really good stuff. The video is going to be great. 
Now, was it actually cooler, or did you just not wear a turtleneck and a mask this time? I do think the no turtleneck and mask definitely Helped cooled me off, okay. but it was cooler to start the day. It actually got a little toasty at the end. It did. But uh, but the cool weather at the beginning was very welcome. It was kind of like that first, you know, feel of fall, that chill coming through. So where did you guys actually go? I know you said you were bopping around, like, the Greek town area, right? Yeah. So we started... We, we started it behind Firebird. Okay. There wasn't much going right on there. behind Firebird. Uh, and then as we were kind of crossing the Firebird parking lot into that open parking lot yeah. that's towards Gratiot, yep. um, that's when we ran into the conspiracy theorist there we who, go. like, said, like, there was, like, Neuralink, like, talking to the refs <laughs> before plays even started. That was the second interview of the day, too. Like, I wasn't ready. No, I'll be completely we, honest. We I wasn't still ready warming up. Yeah, I was not loose yet. I had no drinks in me, and this guy just... <laughs> Jumped on, and it was Neuralink com- conspiracy that the script is old news. It was nuts. Shout that, out Jesse James. Yeah, dude. Yeah, his name, and his name was Jesse fucking It's James. unforgettable, really. Literally, I, I was stopped dead in my tracks. I thought we had enough content for the whole day right after the first interview. So we made it there, and then we kind of, like, snaked through that parking lot and then went across whatever that side street is there and uh, the Harbor House parking lot. Yeah, yeah. That is where, like, the, lot elect- of yeah, there. the electric factory was okay. kind of yeah. popping off. They had that big rap truck going that was, like, blasting Welcome to Detroit. Yep. And then they had the lion on top of the SUV. Yep. Um, they, they, had a, they had a bunch of good setups. We signed the poster. They had that one that was, poster. They were really up. nice. They gave us jello shots, had yep. us sign the poster. We're asking all about the account. And then we met some guy from Alabama who yeah. just kept saying one pride, roll tide. Yes, that guy was awesome. Yeah, he rocked, too. He was wearing ostrich skin boots. He was so jacked up to be a part of the pod. And, and the boots were just out of this world. Yeah, yeah. Now, how was the overall atmosphere? Like, last week, I don't know about you guys. To me, it felt like a holiday. Yeah. Like, it was a gathering. Everyone was joyous. Like, was it still energetic? Was it like, ah, slight bump in the road last week. We're still going to kick some ass today. Was it, like, more like business? Was it nervous? Like, what was the whole energy and aura at the tailgate today? I'll say that definitely week one, our first home game, the one that we went to in Eastern Market was more, like you said, Chandler, like more holiday-esque, like a big party. This was like, it was a little more down to business. People were, I mean, everyone was very confident that the Lions were going to win this game. There were a couple people out there, you know, your SOL fans that that wanted to talk a little bit of shit. But for the most part, everyone was straight business. It was boozing. It was gritty Detroit. Um it was a good time, it, but it was more, it was a straight up tailgate, yeah, not yeah. a holiday, straight up tailgate. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, to call any of that business is like hilarious. I get what you're saying, but to, <laughs> co- to call any of what we witnessed out there business is just like, I don't know, it's funny to me, but they, um, like, yeah, I agree. Like it was, it was still a straight party and yep. a ton of confidence and a ton of energy. The Eastern market one just felt like the entire world was there though, too. Like yeah. everyone in the world was at that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew nothing yet. So, uh, that's how, that's how that went, I would say. But yeah, it was good. It was good. good. And we actually got like, uh, at the end of the tailgate, we started walking down brush street and they were trying to think of, like, what to call that. Because that's where everyone kind of funnels in. And yeah. it's just, like, there's so many people walking that way. And that's where we actually met, a, like, a, a bunch of people yeah. at the end of the day that were just, like, peak drunk about to go into the stadium. We went it, through, quote, unquote, Death Valley. Yeah, Death Valley. And it yeah. was just, bodies were rigor mortis That's there. the mouth of the Mississippi. It yeah. was. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> flowing right there. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. And the things that people say to you, and you put that, you get that camera out there and the mic in front of people, and you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. good. Um, next week, you know, we'll go somewhere else. If someone has a suggestion of where we should go, 
Um, we'll check it out. But honestly, I've only really tailgated in Greektown or Eastern Market. Yeah, so I same. Don't, I don't know where the next spot's going to be. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe we go over into Corktown. Maybe we go to Nemo's. Yeah. I was, um, what's that, was, that bar on the other side of the freeway? Uh, a lot of Tigers pregames are there. Not Hockey Town Cafe. No, not Hockey Town Cafe. Um, I'm thinking of Nemo's. I'm thinking of Corktown. It's right by the Fillmore. Yes. Uh, it's right by, I know what you're talking right, about. Is it uh, – it's not Checker Bar, is it? Not State Street. No. no or State I, Bar. I'll think of it. I'll get to it before we we get uh, Harry's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Harry's. Okay. Harry's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. For you got sure. Harry's. You got, like, Temple Bar over there. You got Bookies over there. Like, yeah. that might be a good area to bop We could probably just too. roam the streets. Yes. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Or, we, hey, let's hear from the Fizz Army. Yeah. So, let us know. Yeah. Let, let us, us know. know where you guys set your tailgates up at. Yeah, shoot us a DM. Let us know where you're at. We'll come see you, hang out, pop the mic in your face, and then, uh... Talk you know, some shit. Yeah, we should talk <laughs> some Drink shit. some drinks. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're doing. And let the Kool-Aid flow. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Good tailgate. Uh, good energy still. Um, and lines are two and one. Lions are two and one. Lions are two and one, and and as we alluded to on the rip, much better effort this week. Sub two hundred yards for the Falcons. That was big. Um, I don't think Falcons are world beaters. I don't even know if they're a playoff team. But what do you do? You're supposed to protect home court, a and b. You're supposed to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat in the NFL, and that's what the Lions did today. They protected the den. No pun intended. They. It really wasn't like a wow game. Like obviously that pass to Laporta, the touchdown pass, was one of their big hits. But other than that, it was kind of just a, a grinded-out type of game where nothing flashy really happened and no real huge mistakes on the field happened either. Right. Yeah. And it was the Brian, Brian Dawkins branch show today, folks. <laughs> 11 tackles, three for a loss. He was all over the field. I mean, uh, defensively, Robinson had 33 yards. Alger had 12. Ritter had three. I mean, they just couldn't run the ball, and Ritter stinks, so didn't have to worry about him throwing anything. And we were swarming on defense, boys. We were just we were out there making tackles and sacks galore. Yeah, I think collectively, overall as a defensive unit, awesome game. Uh, Brian Branch, like you said, I think was like the marquee name out there. Someone uh, DM me and was like, "Should we start calling him the Shark because he's wearing the mouth guard on oh, his yeah, helmet?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of like it. Uh, I want to see. I was like game keeps playing out but the shark i think might could be a cool nickname especially if he's rocking that fin up top the little fin up there i thought um just notes on like if someone did play i thought uh jerry jacobs again is definitely the the weakest part on defense right now need mosley back he had two or three penalties i think a couple pis he kind of whenever there is a big mistake or a breakdown you kind of can always trace it back to him um, Sutton got beat, I think, for the first time this year, but he's been absolutely fucking been locked down, rock solid. And uh, welcome back, Tracy Walker, uh, buddy. All you had to do though is grab one of those interceptions that <laughs> yeah. fell right in your lap or uh, right in your chest, and it would have been a perfect day. But I'm happy to see you back. Seems like he's got his confidence, and good to know we have so much depth at that position. Yes, yeah. it, it is, and it that was by far weakest area of the defense last year was in our secondary, and that seems to have flipped, even with the early season injuries that we have with Joseph right now, with uh, Gardner-Johnson. It seems like we have more depth now. I want to correct myself. We had seven sacks today Holy shit. for the Lions. And did we not have one? We had one, one through in two the games? first two weeks, and that was from Anzalone. So, big game. I also want to shout out 
Branch played like a monster. I feel like he's like almost a Tyron Matthew. Like he has ball skills. He's physical. He was all over. He's the very place. instinctive. He runs downhill. Yeah. Um, but I also want to shout out our other rookie, Jack Campbell. Didn't get as much playing time as we would have liked to see last week. Got some more playing time, not as much as I still like to see this week, but had a sack after the end of, at the end of the first half and had a couple nice tackles throughout the game. It was encouraging to see him because our second-rounders, Laporta and Branch, have been playing so much better than our first-rounders, Gibbs and Campbell. It was just good to see Campbell get a couple um, plays, and he had, or was in on, excuse me, six tackles today, um, three solo, three assists. And, and I always think it's funny, like, you have a game like today, they score no touchdowns, we hold them under 200 yards, and then, like, Glenn is, like, back as the D coordinator. And it's right. like, last week I was reading, he's probably on the hot seat. And, like, and like from last year, from being the worst defense, like, in NFL history to having, like, a solid, a decent, de- a good enough defense, I just feel like he just goes up and down and up and down with what people want to think about him. But today looked good, and it's just one of those games to me, though, where it's like, you know, I'm happy we took care of business, uh, 20 to 6, you know, really good defensive effort. But the offense really has got to, like, just put these teams away. Yep. Like, I think they're playing well. I think they're playing good enough. I think golf is playing smart. But they got to, like, put teams away when they have the chance. We let them hang around in that game for just way too long. If yep. they break one play, one special teams thing, it's a one-possession game, and, right. and now we're teetering with a one-and-two record type deal. So I don't like how we're not closing the door, and we could have done it versus Seattle too, and we just did not. And that's going to hurt you against good teams. You know, we saw it last week when we were up 14-7, kind of dicked around, made some bad decisions. When you let good teams hang around, eventually they're going to hit on some plays. And I agree 100% with you. It was a 10-point game that felt like a three-touchdown game basically the whole duration of the game today. But like you mentioned, W is a W, and it's always good to come out with a victory on an NFL Sunday against any team in any situation. Yeah, no, I agree, boys. And, and you know, shout-out to Hutchinson for stepping up. He had two sacks on the day, and, and steady Eddie Amra, I mean, the guy doesn't miss – Nine grabs, over 100 yards. He wore steel on his foot today so he could play. He wore I like mean, a steel-toed cleat or something like that. Is mm-hmm. that the grit of grit? Yeah. That's blue-collar, wa- baby. And we need him out there. Um, it's just, yeah, unreal. Uh, Khalif Raymond getting a few touches. Don't sleep on the serpent. I think he's solid as hell. He's slippery. He finds holes. Uh, have we even mentioned Laporta yet today? No, we have not. Yeah. So, Sam Laporta, congrats. First touchdown of your career. He's looking rock solid. Rock he looks solid. awesome. Yeah. 84 yards, eight catches. Um, really good. He had a good game last week as well. So it's good seeing him being tight end number one right now. Him and Amon Ra accounted for basically 75% of our receptions today. So between those two, those are the two guys we really need to step up until week seven when we see what we got in the hopper. Yeah. And uh, since we're just making our rounds on the offense, Jameer Gibbs has definitely like I don't want to say let me down, but it's definitely what he's done. I just wish he would have found – has found Paydirt or – I just – and I, I don't want to put, fully put it on him, but, like, you know, before this season, they're like, we're going to draw these things up for Gibbs. We're going to do all this for Gibbs, blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like it hasn't really been there um, outside of maybe a couple plays. But I just feel like they haven't drawn up what we would want to see, but maybe that's part of the fucking – you know, that's how it goes, you know. Maybe you – Maybe you more. tell everyone you're going to do something, and then you don't, and it's just all mind game. So who yep. knows? Yep. I'm hoping they have a little more in store for him. I mean, he had a good day today, 80 yards on the ground, yeah. a catch or two here. Um, but 
Just he had 80 yards today? Yeah, he yeah. had 80 he yards on 17 carries. He almost averaged five yards a carry, okay. too. Well, that's way more than I guess it's just not as flashy or as explosive as we it's think. Not, so that's it's like, what it is. Yeah. Right. Versus if KC, he adds a touchdown in there, yeah. then it's like, wow, what a day. And you versus know? Kansas City, it was like, dude, this guy fucking like, is explosive. Yes. Yeah. Like, why aren't we getting him the ball more? So, yeah, maybe it's just we're waiting for that big, like, electric 75-yard, like, scamper. Because Swift used to gave us a few of those last yep. year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, I think golf was good outside the one pass. I actually thought he was like really dialed today. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has a rushing touchdown. Holy shit. His first one since 2020, uh, 2020. Yeah. First one as a lion. I mean, he was, let's not say he was chugging, but he got in there. He got in. (laughs) He He found pay dirt. Uh, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond, what? Four catches, 55 yards. Needed a huge game. I don't know if Reynolds was hurt. I know he was gimpy coming into the game, but he obviously had no effect on today's game. Raymond stepped up with a couple catches, a um, couple big catches, too, when we were watching it yeah. in the first half. Yes. He got us a couple good possession uh, receptions there. Um, so, all in all, I-, I thought it was a really good game. And your boy, Bam Bam, right? Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Well, I think it's just Bam. Just Bam, okay. Not I don't think Bam it's full Bam. Bam Bam. Not Bam Bam. I know, not... we, got pe- I know we were talking about <laughs> Pebbles <Yeah. laughs> earlier this week, but I think it's just, I think it's just Bam. <laughs> Yeah. Was it Bam Knight? Yeah, Bam Knight. A couple carries, nothing crazy, but it's just good to see, hey, we're getting some something, should I say, out of our backups because I just don't see if Montgomery didn't play this week how he's going to play in four days yeah. at Green Bay on the road. Right. Yeah. Um, the people who, though, have – like, I'm glad people are filling in and we do have some more depth, but some guy who just really has, like, has done – I mean, did Marv have a – how many snaps did Marv play? I didn't even see him out there, to be honest. So he, he got that one penalty, the illegal contact in the end zone. He uh, got that? Yes, that was – remember the guy yeah. uh, penalized him in the back of the end zone. Other than that, I don't remember him quiet. seeing the field. Yeah, he's been really quiet. I mean, and, and that's, that's okay. You know, he wasn't going <laughs> to come out there and be like a focal point for our offense. He's a filler. You know, yeah. he's a veteran filler. All right, well, that was the Lions. Um you guys want to move on to uh, the other NFL games? Let's do it. Should we just yeah. run down the list here? Let's yeah. do it. So I got them kind of in order of what I guess ESPN's going to give me. So first one on the list is uh, Colts winning 22-19 on the road versus the Ravens. RIP to everyone's money line parlay on that one. Yep. Ravens were missing a ton of people, but that was the battle of uh, who wants it less. Yeah, that was. Neither team wanted to win the game at the end of it. And uh, that was probably a, a big for a lot of survivor leagues out there. I'm sure a lot of people had Baltimore today. So RIP to them, folks. So it's like, is Baltimore like for real at all? Or are they just this, this team that makes no sense? I think it's just a bad game. Overlooking it, backup quarterback start, and you started 2-0. and Beating the Bengals last week on the road was a good victory. It's just the NFL, right? You can't overlook anybody. And once you do, you get caught and you get humbled real quick. So I don't think it's a trend. I think it's a bad game, and I think they'll be all right. And this is like the week, you know, like week three where you're trying to connect dots of like, okay, well, this team beat that team and this team beat this team. Like, who's good and who's not? And I feel like this week just put us further. Blew it away. In a pretzel. Yes. Yeah. Like, nothing makes sense. It's like the, um, you know, the, the Falcons are 2-0. and Everyone kind of thought they were untested, but then we beat them. But it wasn't like as clean of a break maybe as we would have liked. Yep. I thought the Colts were terrible. They somehow have a 2-1 and record with Gardner, Gardner Minshew in the game. Um, I fucks with Gardner, dude. I know you do. That's He's a your baller, guy. dude. No, I, I like him too, dude. Yeah. And he keeps finding a job. I agree. I mean, he, he must be doing something right. And 
I swear every time he does fill in, he's, like, good to, like, keep the game really close or, or go ahead and just win it for you. Dude, you know who needs to call him? Jets? The fucking Jets. J-E-T-S, because that team, S-T-I-N-K-S. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about that game. That So I have – I'm going to group these two together. We can kind of talk about them at once, if you will. But, like, Patriots, Jets, and then Titans, Browns. I know, like, different score, different action in that one. But, like, those were the – those are, like, my the two, like, forget about them games of the day for Absolute me. garbage. Disinteresting. Yeah, disinteresting. Great for the under, though. Great <laughs> for the under. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You hit that one. I did. Yeah. I will say I called Deshaun Watson the worst signing possibly in NFL history. Bounced back a little bit today. Good win at home with the Browns. Um, and then, I, I don't know. I mean, Jets are god-awful. They, they have to trade for Kirk Cousins. Now. 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 Or any other quarterback that's Minshew. available. Minshew. Hey, maybe Stafford's available. I don't know. They got to trade for somebody with because the they are. I mean, Zach Wilson, I think we were laughing. It was midway through the fourth. He had 50 yards passing. Yeah. yeah. So, they are terrible. And I'll say this. The Patriots might be just as bad. Because they only beat them by five points. They've looked underwhelming all year as well. I think the Patriots could be a four-win team this year, five-win team this year, which we haven't seen in 20, 25 years. Yeah. And I, uh, I am, like, on the side of the fence. Like, I'm not really a Bilicek believer anymore. I mean, he is, like, 11 or 12 games under 500 since Brady left. Yep. So it's like, who, was, who saved who? Yep. Who saved who? That's the question you have to ask yourself. You need each other. You and, do. and Brady went and won another Super Bowl, and Bilicek really hasn't done shit since. Anything. No. And that whole team. They should have never traded Jimmy G. It's just like a Quinn Trisha. It is. Like, that's what that team is. Wasn't he calling the plays for him, Patricia? On offense. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that, that was last year. There you go. So He's yeah. gone now. Yeah. He's not doing it anymore. Um, so those were two boring ones. Uh, Browns and Titans, like, what the fuck? Yeah, Titans just got. They thrown. looked like shit. Yeah, the Titans got might be the least exciting team in the NFL. They're Pretty not, boring. They're not. They're not even so bad that you can like watch them. Right. They just like make no sense and they're so forgettable. And Derrick Henry's a shell of himself now. Um, it's like he really declined at a rapid pace here uh, these these past couple games, and I guess just going into this season. So that's a boring team. Brown's defense is very good, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't lose that game last week to the Steelers because of their defense. They lost it because they gave up two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, and speaking of the Browns, I got to bring us back to tailgate. We, we ran into this guy out at tailgate, ultimate Browns fan. Wearing, Full gear. Yeah, brown hat, orange helmet logo, and then he's got the brown jersey, orange lettering, Odell Beckham, Browns jersey. And we're just like... He was just, like, so oblivious to, like, kind of everything. We're just like, so, like, why are you a big Browns fan? He's like, oh, you know, so you got to root for the Browns. And we're just kind of like, all right, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> all right, like, why, that? you know? <laughs> and we're just like, okay, if you could get a jersey, who would you get? He's like, Deshaun Watson. And he's like, I'm really looking forward to seeing this Ford guy. And I'm like, you're the most optimistic <laughs> fan I've ever met. Most people are like, like – Chubbs out. That's all I can think about. Right. And this guy's just looking forward to seeing Ford. <laughs> I asked him, I'm like, what do you think about massage parlors? And he's like, oh, well, as long as you leave feeling pretty loose and limber, they're good with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe but he was big brain in you, though. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that was the act. I want to believe that, but I just don't <laughs> I don't think he big brain I think he us. was oblivious to anything going on in the he organization. He did not get the massage reference no, at all. No. He's like, what do you think of massage parlors right after saying he'd wear, he'd buy a Deshaun Watson jersey? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. Like Pisa said, he's like, as long as I get out of there feeling limber, I think they're pretty worth it. And we're just like, alright, man. Well, you're right. Have a good one. 
Oh, guys, Bears are on the board. Oh, the Bears are on the board. So we're watching uh, this new thing for the Fizz here. We're, we're recording during the witching hour or like the halftime of the, uh, the 4 o'clock game. So we are watching the Chiefs absolutely drub the Bears. We're actually seeing more of Taylor Swift than we're seeing of the actual game. <laughs> God, dude, it's making me sick. Um, but it is 41-3. to three. I got a question. Who do we see more this week on all the national networks, Deion Sanders or Taylor Swift? Oh, man. I think Taylor, Taylor Swift, Queen, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Taylor. Taylor she Swift. has dominated yeah. the TV today. Yes, okay. she has. Even when Kelsey's not making the play, they still go to her, and they're like, oh, look, and she's happy they scored. Yeah, uh, Pacheco scored a touchdown, and they cut to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's not who she's dating. All right. Um, I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Uh, I don't need her to cut to her every time like that. And honestly, I was just kind of disappointed to see that the rumors were true. I was pretty bummed. I don't think uh, I don't think she's a Travis Kelsey kind of guy. No, I thought he was saying during the week how like he was kind of playing hard or she was kind of playing hard to get, and then they show before the kickoff her sitting next to his mom. Yeah, it's not even like her in the stands yet. Like she's sitting next to his mom. Yeah, like, that's not hard to get down a little, huh? I got yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not up on this pop culture stuff. I was just bummed to see her with uh, Speaking of Kelsey. the Bears, I mean, how Speak about the N- NFC North as a whole? Like, yeah. it couldn't be more for the taking. Like, the Bears would be a four or five win team. I don't think they're going to win that many. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, they're bad. Vikings don't look good at all. They haven't won a game yet. Yeah, Vikings are 0-3. Bears are about to be 0-3. Packers beat a Derek Carless Saints to get to two to one scraped back at the end of that game too I mean I know we're going to talk about it more on the next episode or you know later this week but I look at that Packers game and we watched a lot of it today they look terrible yeah although they pulled out a W and they eked one out today it took 18 points in the last 16 minutes to get it done so Packers look terrible Vikings might trade Kirk Cousins depending on his situation and I think we all agree upon it. Bears are probably a bottom three team in the league. They might be drafting another quarterback this year. They have to. Um, yeah. So with that, it's just it's for the taking, and it's laid out right in front of us now. And even the NFC as a whole. I mean, you look at the NFC as a whole, the Eagles have been underwhelming to start the year off. The Cowboys are losing on the road to the Cardinals right now after losing their top cornerback this week. Other than the Niners – no one's looked that great in the NFC. And other than the Dolphins, no one's looked that great so far in the AFC. Yeah. The, um, the Dolphins scored 70 points today. 70. That is a video game score. It is 70 to 20. Every time we looked up at the screen, they were scoring again. And doing, like, crazy plays, too. Like, no-look pitches over the middle. Like, pitches that they run over the guard on. Like... Just stuff that it's like, it, it was almost like they were experimenting with their playbook. Literally everything was working. You know, they couldn't run something that didn't work for 20 plus yards in a tug. Yeah. Mozart had four touchdowns and uh, who was the other guy, the running back for them? He had a four. King. A, a king. Yeah, a, a king. king. He yeah. had four touchdowns too. He had four? Yes. Two running, two passing or receiving. That's absolutely out of control. It's, yeah. Dude, and the Cardinals are like going to beat Dallas like on the road. Or not on the road. And I know that we already proclaimed the Bears as maybe the worst team in the league. Texans are probably down there as well. But Broncos got to be a bottom three team, no? They're so bad. What is wrong there? That is a bad situation. I don't want to put it all on Russ, but 
at the end of the day, you're supposed to be a $250 million quarterback. Like, you have to be better than what you've been. You lost at home to the Raiders and the Commanders, and then you get pummeled by 50 on the road. I mean, they are in a world Dire of trouble. I, I think still this year they're still strapped for draft capital, too, because of that Russell Wilson trade. So it might take another two to three years for them to turn this thing around. But I'm surprised. I didn't think they were going to be world beaters this year. I thought they were going to be around 500. But to be 0-3, lose to the teams they lost to, and then how they lost today, they've got to be a bottom three or five team right now in the league. And Sean Payton just has to regret coming back to <laughs> yeah. coach. Oh, he I cannot mean, be having fun over there. No. I, I just don't get how they're so bad. Is like, he going to pull an Urban Meyer? Oh just my like God. say he wants family time or just like have a heart attack. Touch a chick at, a, at his hometown. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Fake a stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Complain about chest pains. Um, dude, mind blowing. Uh, okay, Bills take care of the commanders. Dude, there's a lot of teams who like didn't score a touchdown today. No, there was a lot of blowouts today. Commanders didn't score a touchdown. The Titans didn't score a touchdown. Falcons. The Falcons didn't score a touchdown. The Bears don't have a touchdown. Yeah. Whew. Absolutely crazy. Craziness. I guess the most surprising game for me today would, would have to be Houston dominating Jacksonville. They weren't in that game at all. No. Trevor Lawrence has looked like shit to start the year. I don't know what's up with Jacksonville's defense, too. I mean, they are absolute Swiss cheese. They got a lot of problems to figure out over there in Jayville. Yeah, the only bigger surprise is going to be if the Cardinals um, beat the Cowboys here. And I think, did they just turn the Cowboys over? I think they – I don't know if they did or didn't. All I know is if Jacksonville, like, continues to have problems, they might need to call Urban back and yeah. see if they can write the shit back with him. Well, that's what they're saying about <laughs> They're going to bring him to MSU. Please. Come on in, Herb. I would be on my knees for a week if I could have that happen. Oh, you want it? I do want it, yes. I want Urban, too. They're never going to do it. They, no they, question. They, they could never get him. But they're never going to yes, do it. Yes, I do. If I had to sign off on it, I would. Um. So I guess the only did we did, I know we talked about the char, the Chargers beating the Vikings, but did we talk about like how that happened? Not really at all. Yeah. yeah. I will say this, and this goes you know hand in hand with this game. Some of the most boneheaded in-game coaching decisions I've ever seen in an NFL week happened this week. Um, two big ones in the Vikings Chargers game. Chargers go for it on fourth and one on their own twenty-four. Up four with a minute 40 left. Vikings had no on the timeouts. Road. On the road, get stuffed. And unfortunately for the Vikings, they couldn't capitalize on it. Staley didn't pay for his poor decision. But to, only, to, to not only have that big of a boneheaded decision, but then to follow it up and one-up them later that game and have the Vikings run off 25 seconds on the clock when they only had 40 seconds left. I don't. They were on the five. They huddled up. They kind of huddled. They scrambled. They couldn't get set. And they ended up throwing a pick on that play because, uh, you know, they, they really didn't know what they were doing from what it looked like. And they did what the Lions did last week. They did the exact same thing where the Lions had 56 seconds left. They took 30 seconds to run a play. The Vikings had 40 seconds left. They took 25 seconds. I'm just not sure – how in the NFL where you practice so much and have so few games that you don't know as a head coach and as players clock management in the two-minute drill. Yeah. I, I, like, and, and just for even Cousins not to 
run up and just spike that thing. Right. Exactly. Like I don't I don't understand it. Something. Like stop the clock and figure it out later. You got a fresh right. set of downs. Right. Exactly. And then he just throws a hundred mile an hour <laughs> missile for an interception. It's crazy to me. You know, uh, Vrabel had the same thing happen in the Tennessee game right before half. Yep. They had the ball. I think they were, like, on the 20 or 25. There was about 10 seconds left. They had no timeouts. They run a pass play, get sacked, and then just pack it in and, and head to the locker room. Didn't even try to spike it. Nothing. <laughs> you think you'd want to, like, get some points before half, but fuck, what do I know? Yeah. These aren't even, like, analytics I plays know. either. Like, we... <laughs> I know we kind of looked at each other when the Packers went for two when they were down eight, and we're like, why are they doing it? It ended up working out in their favor. They won by one because of that two-point conversion, but that's like an analytics play. Like, these other plays are not analytics. It's just it's Common just sense. boneheaded. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's, it's just like, like panicking in the pressure moment. Yes, trying to be, like, too smart and, like, too aggressive and, like, that guy. It's like sometimes you don't have to go out and win the game. You just have to not lose the game when you're in situations where it's so much in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we even, you know, even if you're thinking about college football, like I don't know what Florida State and Clemson was, were doing at the end of regulation there. I mean, that was bonkers to me as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, I guess, once you're in those moments and it's just chaos and there's a hundred things going on and, like, people just probably lose, lose track of time and shit like that. Or I don't, I don't know. It's probably a lot hard, easier said than done. Yep. Um, but it is just sometimes you look at it and you're like, you don't even need to be a football expert to know that you just no. need more time to do that stuff. But don't they have people in the headsets and on the sidelines right. and being like, like there's got to be someone there. Like, football staffs are so big. You mm -hmm. have – 20, 25, 30 guys with quality control, coordinators, position coaches. No one can tell you, like, hey, coach, here's what's going on. Here's how many timeouts you have left. Hey, it's this much time on the clock. Like, how is it – how does 25, 30 seconds lapse? Or how do you come out of a timeout and not know what you're doing? Yeah. When you have so many people involved and aware of what's going on on an in-game situation. Yeah, and, I, and speaking of that, too, like, I kind of think – and the Lions game today, that Dan Campbell throwing that challenge flag on Tracy Walker's terrible. drop is terrible. I wonder if that's just him getting excited and throwing the flag, but it's hard for me to believe that. Like, I can believe that, but I kind of feel like someone in his headset was like, toss the flag, toss, toss the flag, and then that was just bad intel. He was yep. pretty conservative today. He didn't go for it once no. on fourth down. A lot of punts that I thought we could have even maybe tried to sneak in a first down when we had the ball in their territory, but it worked out for him. Uh, I think he, I think he kind of realized after – the Seattle game that like I gotta fucking tone it down. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean the only blunder really was that was that flag. Mm -hmm. I thought there was one clock issue too. I thought there was one weird clock thing he might have messed up, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Just thinking of him in general, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um all right. Not too not too much action though today for for the Sunday one o'clock slate. You know, like most of the games were blowouts besides two. And, uh, the Patriots-Jets wasn't a blowout, but it was so boring. Right. And then, like, Saints-Packers was kind of just, like, a sneaky come from behind. Yes. You know? And, like, the other close one, like, Ravens-Colts, again, was, like, no one wanted that game. It was, like, bad football. Yeah. It wasn't the best week overall of football. Yeah. It really wasn't like that. There wasn't that many great games. And even the close games, like you said, weren't entertaining close games. Yeah, don't worry. It'll get made up tonight with Steelers Raiders. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah that should be a Yuck. really good. But Monday we have we have some decent games. Um, well, not really. Eagles at Bucks. I mean, that's two undefeateds actually. That's right. The Bucks are the real deal. Baker yeah. half unit. Yeah, yeah, Baker half unit. Don't then we got a it. rematch of the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Rams Bengals. 
old Super Bowl matchup there. Um, any other notes from the NFL week? Not really too My many boys. from the NFL week. I mean, if you want the NFL news, we got that we do. note. We, want we got that. the note of uh, Usher playing at the Super Bowl this year. Um, he's going to be the halftime show. So I just kind of want instant reaction from you guys. Um, like and or dislike Usher being the Super Bowl act this year? Um, like or dislike, I guess that's tough. I, I'm kind of like neutral. I'm like unexcited about it. Okay. Um, I know people are huge Usher fans, and he has like a, probably a bigger catalog than I can even – like I probably know songs I don't even know or by him or mm-hmm. like that I forgot about. Doesn't really spark excitement or joy for me. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, Usher's got the Super Bowl. Good for him. Yeah. That's, that's about it. I'm not excited. I'm not bummed. Okay. It just is like, all right, Usher's coming. What about you, Lou? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close. I feel the same way, Frank. Like, I feel like he's, like, he's past his prime. Like, the, the lust or the shine kind of rubbed off a little bit. Like, I loved Usher in high school. Like, he had a ton of jams. I feel like it's a little more, like, softer, like, R&B-type music, too. Like, I want to get uppy and, like, get up and at him for the Super Bowl. I want a little <laughs> more fucking, like, Nickelback Crazy bitch. You want like, Nickelback. Nickelback. You want Nickelback <laughs> and you crazy want bitch. You want and get up and at him, yeah. and then you drop Nickelback. And then he says crazy bitch, which is by Buck Cherry. <laughs> I just, I need, some, I need some more action, dude. I, I mean, Usher doesn't. I mean, he's t- got, yeah. That song's hype as shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel indifferent about it. I, could, I'm not, I will I'm not say, happy about I feel it. like the NFL is just going after us. Like the like the 26 to like 35 year yep. old age or even even like older i'd probably say like 40 like 45. 30 to 45 yeah. because last year they had all of our boys they had dr dre eminem 57 no, rihanna last year oh sorry yeah, rihanna, rihanna last year, last year. my bad year. two year years ago was yep. our boys yeah that and, was awesome and i just feel like all the ads are like these nostalgia ads yep. of like our generation and all that uh, and i feel like they're just going after us like big time because they're saying this is the youngest generation still actually watching the halftime show and yep. watching tv everyone else is just on their phones and yeah. it's funny because that like there was a while where like they had like Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones. And it was like, they were targeting like our parents at that point. Baby boomers. And now they're kind of making that transition. And what's funny is when they had the Stones and stuff, like their biggest sponsors were like Cialis and Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. um, I was just going to say like, it hasn't gone like full blown, like Gen Z yet. Like, Yes. You know, like Bad Bunny's not gonna yeah. like, or like Spice. Spice. Yes, yeah. exactly. Whoever that is, exactly. Like they haven't gone fully there yet, but it's like kind of creeping towards that. And I feel like they're gonna dip their toe in in the next couple years. Yeah, yeah. They'll to be keep- honest with you, I really don't watch the halftime show at the Super Bowl much anyway. Though, like I feel like I'm always buzzing around, like putting in action, gambling a little bit on the side, playing pool, darts, something like that. So it's like it's just it's kind of indifferent for me. You know, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I watch it. I okay. definitely sit down and give it a peep. I mean, I'm going to peep it. Um, I, you know, I'm excited because I think Usher could bring out some some good guests. Yeah. Because he's been, you know, he's had his footprint in the music industry for the better half of, you know, two, two and a half decades now. He obviously was a big influence on Justin Bieber. He's very close to Ludacris. Mm-hmm. I mean, there should be some good guests. And obviously, when you bring guests, sometimes they spin off their songs. Yeah. So it's not just a, hey... 
this is who Usher has, or hey, he's known for his R&B, but he's got some other guys that maybe could bring the energy, kind of like Nickelback would. Of course. <laughs> they should have just let Luda headline. That would have been awesome. I'd be okay, all for man. Luda headlining. This isn't a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> it's for family. Well, like, yeah, and I, I would like to think you're right on that, but it was wild, like, Rihanna had nobody. That's true. Which was, which was crazy, but normally they have the guests... And uh, you would like to think that Usher would come out and bring, like, Ludacris for sure. Bieber would be huge, but that would almost be, like, an upstage. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that's the biggest news out of the NFL. That's about it today outside of Taylor irregular Swift. stuff. Yeah, and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Hey, right. I heard they asked Taylor to do the halftime yeah, show, she and she said, said no. no yeah, right. Why yeah. would you, though, for her? Yeah. No, right. There's no reason. You don't Your get shows paid. are going 1,000 a, a, a seat anyway. Like, yeah. How much bigger are you going to get? That, yeah. Like you said, you don't really get paid, and you're doing the Super Bowl for publicity reasons right. yeah. at that point in time. So, um, I don't know. Super Bowl's a long way away. Hopefully, we're watching the Lions in that game, and we get a little break with Usher. Amen. Did Dak just get picked off in yeah. the end zone? Yeah, they're going to lose. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That's horrible, horrible news for a parlay I have. But the Bears did score a touchdown, so they're only down uh, 31 now. More horrible news. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that seems like the NFL wrap-up. I'm all pissed off now because I'm going to lose my big parlay uh, because Dallas decided to lose the worst team in the NFL with Romeo Dobbs at fucking quarterback. Romeo Villanueva. Right? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Jesus. Josh Dobbs. Jay Dobbs. All right, you guys want to do a little over-under and call it a Sunday? Yes, sir. All right, cool. All right, Jerry sent the over-unders again this week. He says, LGRW, the Hornies are 9-2. and two. Wow. Wow. I know the Hornies. I didn't even know the season started. Apparently, they yeah, popped Yeah, it's the same it as uh, high school football season. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Jesus, 11, 11 games. games in? That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. They right. probably do like two a week some of the weeks. That's why. Yeah, probably. So they're buzzing. Hornies. Go, Go Hornies, dude. Go Hornies, baby. Nice. Hot start. Good, good work, boys. All right, number one on the list for over-under. We'll start with Channy Football. Uh, number one, high school reunions. High school reunions. So um, I actually helped. I was one of three people who helped plan our 10-year high school reunion did it at the local Hamlin pub. We sent out a Google sheet <laughs> yeah. saying, like, how much do you want to spend? Do you want it in a more casual or a more upscale setting? Like, we kind of surveyed everyone, got it all together, ended up in the old back room at the Hamlin pub right by Eisenhower High School. And it was great. It was great seeing everyone. There was people that came that, like, we went to a high school with a graduating class of about 700 people. So, mm -hmm. like, there were people I maybe knew in junior high and I never saw in high school. And then they came to the reunion, and it was kind of good getting to know them, you yeah. know, and, and catching up with them. So I believe high school reunions are underrated. All right, good answer. Wholesome answer. I'm going to just say they're overrated. Um, I see everyone from my high school probably that I need to see. Uh, my high school actually asked me to be like – like to help organize with like alumni relations with my class, and I declined to do it. I I have no interest, zero interest. I see enough of my deal my high school buddies. I don't need to. I don't need a reunion. I'll see them on the streets. Overrated. Yeah. Um. I'll go. I'm gonna say underrated as well. I do like kind of catching up with people that I don't get to talk to all the time, just to see how they're doing. And you know, you do what one every ten years, one every twenty years. So once in a while, I think it's a not a bad thing. I'll go with underrated. Good for you guys. You guys are more wholesome than I am. Number two on the list, me, cornhole. Uh, I love cornhole. I feel like it's gotten, like, overblown and overhyped, um, like, in 
the world. Like there's like professional cornholers and mm-hmm. people who don't miss yeah. a shot. Um, so for that aspect, I will just call it like over overrated, but I love to play in like a backyard, not taking it too serious or anything like that. But like we did like the cornhole tournament at Ford field and we just lost like 21 to zero on, <laughs> on like however many shots that math adds up to be. Yeah. And it was just like, they had gloves on and jerseys and like, <laughs> were like laughing at us at our form and stuff. And I was just like, okay, this has become too serious. There is no way this should ever have any professional aspect to it at all. Yeah. So I'll say overrated. The real question is, would you beat Jesse James in cornhole? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, he couldn't, he couldn't get anyone to play us. Was he, was he like low key trying to get someone to play us or like get us to play him? I mean, I, I guess, I mean, he, he was all over the place. He was getting mic'd up, and then he was talking about Aaron Rodgers retiring. Yeah. Was, what did he say? The four-backer. Yeah. Yeah. The four, yeah. And he was doing a shocker. shocker. Yeah. It was <laughs> It was all over the place. I Yeah. And I. what did I ask him about that he went into cornhole? I forgot the question I even asked him. It was not relevant it had nothing to, to do with nothing. it. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Um, cornhole, I think, is overrated. I actually don't like cornhole at all. Wow. I think it's fucking boring and stupid. Any moron can throw a fucking beanbag at a <laughs> board. Um, let's play horseshoes. Let's oh, play, yeah. you know, let's play jarts. Get the old sharpened up. Let them fly. Ladder golf. Yep. You know, I, ladder golf's I eat, but uh, cornhole, I think I'm not a cornhole person. Overrated. Yeah, I'm going to second this with Lou. I mean, I'll casually, like, throw one around or whatnot, but it's overrated. Um, I don't know. Very simple game. Pretty boring. Kind of played out. I'm not a fan of it. Overrated. Lawn darts or jarts and uh, horseshoes are better because you can hurt someone, too. Correct. Yeah. There's there always, go. like, a, there's an element of, uh, of pain involved if you're not careful. All right. Number three on the list. Uh, you're leading off. Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. Lou for Lou Holtz underrated his interviews are hilarious he's a legendary coach keep him on the tv as long as you can (laughs) i love the skits i think they're fucking hilarious when he's just brain dead up there fried talking out of his ass underrated (laughs) i love lou holtz i think he's great i think he was a great analyst i think he's a great coach i think he's great for the whole game of college football um obviously a legendary coach won a national title lou holtz underrated yeah there's no way i could say a crossword about lou holtz i grew up a notre dame fan fighting irish uh loved them my whole life until i went to michigan state essentially uh most legendary lisp in college football um the fact that he got called out by uh ohio state's coach day yeah. after that game is just fucking bonkers <laughs> um, caught and, a stray he's like i want to know where lou holtz is and the best tweet i saw was someone tweet uh lou holtz doesn't know where lou holtz is <laughs> Uh, so Lou Holtz underrated. Uh, don't don't pick on an old man who doesn't know what he's saying on TV. Yeah. And you have a long way to go before your Lou Holtz status. Correct. Ryan Day. All right, number four on the list. Here we go, Chandler Usher. Wow, Jerry, Usher. Jerry, very topical, very, very nice. relevant, very relevant. Usher is underrated. One of the five best R and B singers of all time. We grew up with him, and the thing is, he's timeless. He came out in the '90s. He had hits. He had hits in the 2000s. He had hits when we were in college, and he's still coming up with stuff. And again, like I alluded to earlier, the protégés, he's got a footprint, you know. It's like its like these coaches that have these coaching webs where, you know, you see four assistants come from one guy, like a Nick Saban or something. I feel like Usher has that ability where a lot of people learn from him and then became something after they, they were under him. So Usher is underrated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me? I think so. I think so too. Uh, 
Usher is underrated for sure. Uh, generational talent. They don't make him like him. He's got some bangers. I got nothing bad to say. I'm not a super fan of Usher at all, but I know he's talented as all hell, so I'll say he's underrated. He's got the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you guys. I think he's underrated. Do I think him being at the Super Bowl, that's overrated to me, but Usher as <laughs> wow. a whole, I think is underrated. He had he was probably like the first R&B singer that I actually like dialed into. He has a ton of great songs. They're just from 2004. You know what I mean? Right. So... He doesn't really uh, age, though. He looks the exact same. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And, and his songs are, are timeless, you know? So, Can I ask you a side question? Is that illegal and over-underrated? No, there's no rules. Okay, gotcha. Um, Lou, who's better, Usher or Nickelback? Nickelback. It's not even a question. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking around either. It's apples to oranges. Like, I struggle with that question, too. Anyone who hates Nickelback can go fuck themselves. I do feel like it was cool to hate Nickelback. Like, no one really, like, but, like, there's no reason to actually hate them. They're, like, they have some of the top record sales ever all, right, all time. All right, all right, all right, let's calm down. Let's calm down before you get fucked Don't up. Don't let me get going number on Nickelback. Five, number five to close this long-ass Sunday. Number five, Lou, or is it, yeah, it's Lou. Yep. Jesus, apple cider. Channy, is it you? No, it's Frank. <laughs> okay. It's Frank. Is it me? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Um, apple over. cider, apple cider. Uh, this is like tough. I, like, I think it just does its job. Like I'll say it's, I'll probably say it's overrated. Like I just drink it seasonally. I'm never going to buy that outside of the month of October, um, ever. And I'm never like craving it. And I feel like every time if I buy like a gallon or a half gallon of it, I end up dumping half of it out. I need it like once a year with a donut at a cider mill and then I'm all set. So I'd say if that's the only time I need the drink, it's got to be overrated for how many units that shit sells. No one's like guzzling that all year. Overrated apple cider. I'll say, man, that's a tough one too. Cause like I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm going to say underrated cause it is a seasonal thing. You, I only have it once in a while in the fall. It's a great mixer for whiskey or bourbon as well. So underrated. All right. I think we've had this one before because I hate cider. I absolutely hate <laughs> cider. I think it's overrated. It's thick. It's disgusting. It doesn't quench your thirst at all. Some people drink it warm. Some people drink it cold. It sucks either way. It sucks with liquor. It sucks straight <laughs> up. It sucks with ice, donuts. You can't have a good apple cider no matter how you serve it. Apple cider, overrated. All right. Well, I think that was pretty cut and dry. Chandler um, doesn't like apple cider. <laughs> yeah. no, I, you love Nickelback and he hates apple cider. That's how we're going to end this show. Um, well, thank you guys for joining us and you guys for being here on the first uh, Fizz Sunday that we've had. Um, hopefully we can keep this going, working out uh, some of the scheduling and how we're going to run this thing. But I think overall today was a pretty good day. Uh, we got some good interviews of people on the street. And best of all, the Lions got a W and we are two and one. So if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please write us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video and subscribe uh, and just follow us everywhere. We appreciate all your support and we will see you guys later this week for another podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Go Lions. Fuck the Packers. See you, everybody. Have a great week. See you.